The Bully Girl Magazine podcast is your dog-eared audio destination, bookmarking the most compelling tales and insights from the vast canine universe. While we passionately dive in the world of bully breeds, dispelling myths, offering training tips, and discussing breed standards, our scope isn't limited. We cast our net wide to encompass a diverse range of dog breeds, ensuring no tale is left untold. Enhanced by expert interviews and inspiring stories, this podcast is a beacon for responsible ownership and breed education. It's where bully breed enthusiasts meet the broader dog-loving community, fostering unity, understanding, and share joy in every bark and wag. So whether you're out walking your dog or listening at home, enjoy the show and keep coming back. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you are listening or watching the Bully Girl Magazine podcast. Joining us today is Zeb Brooks, also known as Zeb Pitts, who says that, quote, any discussion with the American bully, Zeb Pitts needs to be involved. I love that. And we are so happy to have you on the Bully Girl Magazine podcast. Hey, Zeb. Hello, hello. Truly appreciate your time. What's good, Bully World? <laughs> See, I I saw you and I thought, okay, I need something, but I'm not stealing that because that's yours and I'm not a thief and it it's really yeah. flipping. It's flipping great, right? Uh, I'm just like, hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad. No, but I am so glad that people are here and I'm so excited to have you. All right. So I always ask each guest the same two questions. And the second one's two parts. The first question is, does your dog or dogs do anything funny, quirky, or different that you kind of like get a kick out of? Let me see. I, I would say he's a, he's he my dog Biscuit. He's a rescue dog that I have currently. Biscuit, I love that. Uh, yes, he's like he's a mountain cur mix, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, I know a lot of people are like. What about American Bully? I had American Bully uh, for thirteen years. Uh, she passed away four years ago, actually. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, she was dealing with a lot of health issues. Spent a lot of money uh, for cancer treatments. And once we did, it came back aggressive. And a couple of months later, we had to put her down um, at the vet. So, oh, so I didn't sorry. get another bully for a long time because I was afraid of the, the health issues involved with sure. the American bully. Uh, decided last year to get a rescue. That his name is Biscuit. So <laughs> that's where we are today. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I've had some great rescue dogs. Actually, I've had some great. All my dogs have been rescue dogs. And they've all been great. Of course, everyone listening knows that Blue, my pit bull, is my heart and soul. He is such an angel. And I'm just so in love with kitties. But I also love mutts. I'm just a dog person. And that's actually the next question is, when did your love of dogs begin? And then when did your love of bully breeds in particular begin? Oh, shoot. I've, we've always <laughs> had dogs. Um, going back with my mom since we was little, you know, living down in in Georgia, in the country. So we've <laughs> always had dogs. Um, as far as the... Pitbull slash American Bully, um, that really didn't come into my life and probably until the 1990s when I first mm. saw what we call blue pits in our area, in the D.C. area. Keep in mind, Dave Razor's Edge, uh, originally yeah. from D.C. So we started seeing these different style uh, pit bulls, what we call uh, meatheads, these big heads <laughs> and these small bodies. Like, what kind of pit bull is this? Because we never seen anything like this. We were used to the, you know, the... Red nose, Jeep, Kobe, those styles. But yeah. you know, Razor's Edge look started coming on the scene. That's uh, when I started doing more and more research and uh, started building that relationship with Dave once I, once we finally met. Yeah, I love the interview. I was watching it. It was from 11 years ago where you interviewed Dave Wilson. That was such a great interview. I really learned a lot. And it really helped me when I interviewed him, you know, like a month ago, talking about the horrific mm -hmm. van of the XL Bully in the UK. It's freaking heartbreaking. It really is. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful breed, uh, the XL uh, American Bullies, man. It's a big movement, especially like on our East Coast. Um, yeah. 
spearheaded by uh, Danny Cervantes, uh, second and none bullies. Uh, he's a big proponent for the American uh, XL breed, and he brings a lot to the shows when it comes with when it comes mm -hmm. to that. Yeah, he really does. Now, I know there's something going on, which I'm very excited about. It is the Rumble in the Jungle 5.0. I saw some great stuff on your Instagram about it. Tell us about it for people who are new and they haven't heard, or for people who've been and are like, okay, what's going on in 5.0? Okay. For those that don't know, <laughs> Rumble in the Jungle, I would say it's been voted uh, like top three in the bully world as far as shows. I think number one for like two years in a row or something like that. Nice. Uh, Basically, you have a situation with June Williams, who's a big proponent in the community, who spent a lot of hours on the road um, promoting his dog, Little Bags. And, and, and it's a great name. <laughs> and, and just being that representation for the exotic bully movement, uh, the, actually the bully community on the whole, but as far as the exotic bully movement, and then, uh, you know, getting his name out there to emceeing the showing to where now he puts on the biggest show in the bully world, which is the Rum in the Jungle brand. And I'm just happy to be a part of uh, the brand as far as my uh, role in it, the videography yeah. and photography uh, portion of it. But I also do um, uh, promotional packages that come along with it because it's, it's such a big, uh, big event that I, it's like I have my own separate thing within the Rumble in the Jungle. <laughs> and I want to thank June Williams for that, man, because he allows me to do that. So I, I bring a lot of promotion, try to bring a lot of uh, the American bullies to the rumble in the jungle because you know it's going to be a lot of exotics a lot of frenchies but my role is to try to bring uh the best american bullies out uh, to the rumble in the jungle well that's awesome now i saw something uh on one of your videos on instagram and you said quote american pe bully people need to step their game up what was that specifically referring to and and just tell us your thoughts in general about the bully world strengths okay. weaknesses like the whole thing like spill all the tea as they say let's, yeah let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about that for a minute yeah um for years been known as uh mr 60 minutes of the bully world used to have a podcast back in the day on sunday nights nice uh, spotlighting pretty much the american bully breeders in the community um but when the exotics came along the scene you know it was a lot of pushback from the american bully people uh -huh. same way as it was pushed back with the american bully people in in the uk i mean uh, in the ukc Ah, uh, okay. So the exotic community started building their own community. You know, they, they started getting their own, rep you know, uh, representatives of the breed, uh, spokespeople of the breed. And what we have today, you got Quan Jackson, one of the biggest ambassadors for the exotic bully breed. You got uh, Mike Diego, the way he making himself big with the exotic scene. You got June Williams. Um they support very heavy in the, in, the, in the exotic community. They bring the ambassadors out to shows. But you hear a lot of complaints from the American bully people, like, why this promotion for these type of style dogs or whatever. Mm. But you have to step up also as well. You have to put out, uh, like, in a promotion style like they are as well. They, they, oh, okay. They're very creative of how they come up with their marketing who they want to bring out, who who they say is this type of dog, who are the representatives of their breed. So the American bully people have to do the same. Now, is there some jealousy or is it more about... No, no I want to say Oh, that. okay, that's good. So my, my thought is maybe it's about, like, the American bully looks this way and now you got these exotics and it's kind of different. Uh, is it that at all? Like, we got to stick to what the American bully is or no? I'm, I'm just... 
wondering if any of that like I, I think at this you. point it's, it's I think at this point it's, it's it's two different lanes. You got the exotic sure. world, you got the American bully world. Okay. Um, and sometimes you, they come together, like at like for example, the Rumble in the Jungle. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So you saw a lot of bad exotics, a lot of bad American bullies. Oh. Uh, prime example, uh, Champion Herbo. Uh, out of out of the Midwest, you got uh, Boulder Grand Champion Boulder down there uh, with Matt Martin that was out at the show. You got Little Baby Champion Little Baby with the Big D Bully Camp. So there were some mm-hmm. um, amazing looking. Um, American bullies down there at the Rumble in the Jungle, and that's that's my expectation to bring the best of the best of the American bullies, if possible, down to the Rumble in the Jungle. That's awesome. Now let's talk about the Frenchies. They're now the number one dog in America. They pushed aside the lab. What's going on with Frenchies? Do you you know what's the attitude? Is there attitude from other breeders about them, or is it like, hey, we're, they're all bully breeds? As far as I'm concerned, when it comes to the Frenchie world, they they. They do their own thing at this oh, okay. point. They, they don't rely on anybody. They have an all Frenchie shows at this point right now. Oh wow! The Frenchie okay. bowl, the uh, all Frenchie shows. So oh. <laughs> they not they not trying to fit in with anyone. They they either going to do their own thing or you want to invite them out to be a part of your show because they bring so much to the table. Right now, what is your favorite like of all the different bully breeds? Uh, it's American bully all day. I always yeah. say that. Yeah, you know, for but me, it I, used I to be Pitbull. Yeah, I get a lot of love from the exotic community. <laughs> <laughs> You're they like... bring me out to shows every day, man. So I got a lot of love for the exotic community, man. I've been a part of it. For a lot of people that might not know, I've been a part of it since day one. That's and awesome. I used to take a lot of heat back in the day for covering them. Really? So a lot of people might not know that. I was probably one of the first, as far as media side, to cover the exotics. Yeah, that is interesting. You know, uh, I'm a big Pitbull fan, but since doing the show, now I definitely want American Bully. Do you prefer like XL, Standard? I mean, which size do you like the best? I actually like them all, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but uh, now I don't even want to say I have a preference because I might see an XL. <laughs> like, man, I would really love that XL. Or I might see that, that Standard. Right. I love that Standard. I love that Pocket. <laughs> right. So I can't just say I have a specific style that I like because there's certain ones that I, that I really like. I'm like, okay, I really would love to get one of those if I was yeah. into that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because my husband and I will be flipping through Bully Girl Magazine and I'm like, I definitely would want that one. Wait, no, I definitely want that one. No, wait, I definitely want that one. Although I tend to go more towards the bigger American XL bullies more than the exotics. I mean, I think they're really cool looking, but it's, and again, it's just personal preference. Now, I'd love to know, what do you think are qualities of a responsible breeder? Because here on the show, we talk to ethical and responsible breeders. And I really found so much admiration for these people who are really caring for these dogs. Yes, that's that's a great point there. Because remember, I just go back to what I originally said. Uh, four years ago, I lost my American bully and, yeah. it, and with a lot of health issues. So I was afraid because of the different health issues involved with the American bully breed. So for, right. year, for, for these last four years, I just really ask a lot of questions just to study what's going on. And then you have to think about the gene pool also as well. For a while, exotic, if they had the exotic tag, like the Miyagi blood in them, there mm-hmm. were certain uh, bloods that weren't allowed into the gene pool of a certain registry. But then uh-huh. once you introduce that into the gene pool, you're going to introduce those health issues also as well into that gene pool. So right, you have to take the good and the bad with that. So you just have to find 
a breeder who's who's not breeding like that on a, on a regular basis. Right. Uh, one who's health testing. Yes. You're not going to find a lot on the health test. I, I'm going to be honest with you right mm. now. <laughs> a lot will not. We talk about that a lot, but I, for some really? reason, I, I don't know the reasoning behind that. Oh, but you would think so with issues that we deal with with our breed, with the heart murmurs, hip dysplasias, right. uh, joint issues, uh, aller, aller, allergy oh, issues, allergies, like you yes. see with the different food. So I, that was another thing, talking with different uh, dog food companies, asking them, what's your number one ingredient? What's your first ingredient? Because if I go on the back of it to see like water, for, I was like, <laughs> what's going on here? And then you can't explain it. So Right. Chicken powder. Like, like, like some of the things you see going on with a certain uh, food brand right now. Uh, oh, I know I you're talking about. Name, but yeah, but. That's all right. We did a whole video on it. I did a okay. video about it because it's important. You know, we need to let people know when things are being recalled because we don't want mm -hmm. them to, you know, hurt their dog. And a lot of breeders that I've interviewed use, use I'll just say it myself, use Victor. And it, you know, sometimes things get recalled. So it's just good to have that information. Now, when you had your bully, did you, what did you feed? Was it a him or a her? I apologize. Her. Her. What did you well, feed her? I had, I, had, I had a boy also as well. He, oh. Uh, uh, notorious Juan Gotti, uh, grandson. Um, but he passed away earlier than expected because during mm -hmm. the time I was uh, selling my house, uh, he was uh, down in Georgia and he had uh, got an infection and mm -hmm. it just never healed. So it, that, that was a bad experience with I'm that. I'm so part. sorry. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And what was the girl's name? CC. Oh, okay. Now, what did she eat? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Here we go. Rachel Ray. Really? Yeah, I love okay. that Rachel. Yeah, it's she so makes good stuff. I'm like, Rachel, Ray. But I just like the ingredients. I haven't had no itching. Really? Yeah. Oh, maybe I should look into that. Everyone who listens knows Blue eats ground turkey, cooked brown turkey, cooked acorn squash, because and peas. And he does pretty well. But this morning, he's still chewing his paws. He still has ear infections. Like, nothing's been magic, but it's been better than any of the kibble that I could find. Yeah, but I, I didn't I, try Rachel Ray, so thank you. <laughs> doesn't sound <laughs> funny saying this, but yeah, Rachel Ray. I've tried Blue. I've tried you name it. I've tried it. My dog would itch, allergies, everything. But yeah, yeah. I, Blue, Blue's gonna be like, uh, I'm gonna put the kibble down. He'll be like, Excuse me, where's my turkey and my squash, mother? Come on. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, I'll look. You know, I didn't even know Rachel Ray made dog food, to be honest. So that's interesting. Man, she's all over the place. All right, now, how do you debunk myths about bullies? Like, if you're talking to people, like, Oh, they're so dangerous, and or they cross the street, or they act like jerks. What do you What do you do? I always, I always put it on, on the owner, ownership. Yeah, definitely. I, I never, I never put it on the dog because it's based on who hands the dog is in at the time. Yeah. You can even have one of the most aggressive dogs in the world that goes to the pound, but then you get a hold of them and somehow you can break through to, yeah. to his comfort level that he trusts you, that you probably gonna have one of the best dogs in the world after that. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I always talk about how loving Blue is. And he met this great, last weekend I took him to the woods and he met this 10 month old Cane Corso who was like three times his size. <laughs> and they had the best time. And at first the owner was kind of nervous, you know. And I I stupidly said, Are you nervous because he's a pit bull? He's like, uh, Hello, mine's a Cane Corso. <laughs> I don't like, I, I experienced the same prejudice as you do. But they had the best time. And now we're getting together this weekend too. And I think if, if more people would really learn about the breed, they would understand that these dogs are very loving. Oh, they definitely are. 
Yeah, I absolutely love them. Now, who do you look up to in the bully world? As far as... Just in, as far as the way maybe they breed or the way they are at shows or the way they handle their dogs or the look of their dogs, what they've been able to create or get out of their dogs. I, I would say one of the people I look up to, uh, OG Ron Ramos, Papa mm. Pitt, a.k.a. Papa Pitt. Been knowing That's him for name. years. <laughs> been talking to him. See, a lot of people don't know, man, when you sit around the ring and, and do a lot of the filming and stuff, so you get to see a lot of what That's the judges awesome. see. Awesome. Yeah. And like I said, like I tell people during that time, I got to learn from the best Ron Ramos. Who else? When I ask some questions like, oh, what made you pick him? Or what was it about him? And then he'll explain about the movement. Or he'll say, oh, this one might have just an off day today, but he's still uh, up to the standards. But this one was a better dog today. So he explains everything. And so I just sit there and listen. Oh, see, that's really cool. So for people who've never been to a show, like I've never been to a show. I'm waiting for one to come to my area. How would you describe it? It depends on the show. I was about to say, the and caveat. The <laughs> right when I ask the question, I'm like, uh, yes, depends on. Okay, so give now, us just some to, examples. Go, go to one of the exotic <laughs> shows. They expect a lot of, lot of hypeness, a lot, 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 lot of noise, a lot of yelling, a lot, uh, lot of dogs in the air. That sounds fun. <laughs> you go to an ABKC show, expect, you know, professionalism, showmanship, mm. uh, not only now, no, hold on. Let me, let me say that. Let me back up for a lot of the other registries get mad at me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving an example right sure. now. Sure. This, this could be for the BRC, BBCR, any registry. But I'm, I'm right. specifically talking about the ABKC because I've been around them the longest. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was the question again? <laughs> oh, just how you describe a bully show. I now I should have put okay, this in, yeah. knowing they're so, all different. Yeah, but <laughs> so, so in the in the ABKC world, just expect. Uh, you know, professionalism, a lot of uh, showing of the American bullies in the ring. So you're going to see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably quieter. To be okay. Not like it was in the beginning where, you know, everything was, you know, all hype, a lot of fun. But it's, it's calmed down over the years, more serious. So it yeah. is And then I've been hearing about these fun shows. What are those like? Very interesting. Very fun. Uh, something different, more relaxed, laid back. Um just having a great time. That's all. It's it's nothing like like super serious. People try to like champ out their dolls. It's it's just a relaxed atmosphere where you're basically networking, right. networking now, and having fun. See, that sounds great. And I hear there's a lot of kids. I love that. Kids, kids and dogs and oh, see, that's funny totally that my... you say. Funny that you say that. Oh because yeah. For years, I used to take my kids to the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they travel with me, man. I got. It's funny because today. Um, my middle daughter is now at Cornell University uh, oh, uh, nice. going to school to, to be a veterinarian. Oh, my school. God. You must be so proud. So that's from going being around going to the dog shows with me. She, she picked up the love of, of dogs, oh. and she's in school for it in her second year. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, my God. I love that. Now, I also saw a post on Instagram, and let me know if this is still happening, that you can get – there's 12 dogs you're looking for on a shirt for Rumble in the Jungle 5.0. Is that still happening? That and is correct. Still look, okay, tell us more about that. So, because so that's gonna, part of the, the, yeah. the what I call promotion to yeah. get ready for the Rumble in the Jungle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to pick the dogs that are going to actually be at the Rumble in the Jungle. It doesn't always happen that way, but for the most part, I try to pick the dogs. It's not just okay. I want to be on the shirt. No, you have to be selected. I mean, it's a it's, it's, oh, it's a process. Okay. It's not just I'm going to take your money. I'm, I'm not that type of person. I'm not. <laughs> I can tell. I'm going to take your money deal. You, I got, I'm looking for the baddest dogs. And then I try to explain to people to help them that's new to it. Like, I need quality pictures. 
So it's yeah. like helping new people in the process, like to explain to them different things that people are looking for if you want to go that promotional route. Right. And like I said, quality pictures, get the best photographer to go James Alba, whoever, get those quality photos because then that attracts my eyes. I'm like, you got a bad bully on that video, but the pictures suck. I'm like, pay the money, go get somebody <laughs> to take a good picture. Then I can put your dog on the shirt. Yes. I can't use this picture if it's blurry and everything yep. else. You're so right. Yeah, absolutely. So little things like that, you try to help the, the newbies in the game. Or yeah. even old heads in the game as well. <laughs> old heads. Now, what do you hope the bully breed community will look like in 10 years? Oh, wow. You know, that's 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 an interesting question. I, I, I say that every 10 years, too. <laughs> and, and I mean, think about that. 10 years ago to where we are today. Yeah, I, that'd I be great. One of the biggest differences I've, I've seen, like you said now, uh, fun shows. Uh, individual breeds, throwing shows like all Frenchy shows. Um, oh, the creative trophies that you're not your normal standard trophies. The right. Trophies are getting bigger, more outrageous. The cash prizes are getting bigger. They're bringing uh, mobile gaming trucks to the shows for the kids. So, it's, oh, wow, it has really changed from just hanging out and. and, and eating some food to talking dogs to like all out productions now seem like for shows. And it's probably more pressure on show hosts if they go to a show to, to, to try to make it as big as that person's show. But yeah, it's not always about that. You just stay in your lane and make mm-hmm. it the best show that you can make at your affordable price. And trust me, it will work. I've, I've been to some small shows that I really love. Oh, like, nice. Wow, man. And people might not even even heard about it. it. had some of the nicest dogs in the building. Oh, wow. See, that's yeah. good to keep in mind. Do you miss the way? I mean, I love the way you talked about, like, there's dogs, there's food. You know, I thought, that sounds pretty good. Do you, do you, or do you like a blend of what's going on now and what was going on 10 years ago? It was, I'm going to sound like an old head right now. It was, it was, I guess because it was new <laughs> in the beginning. It was fun, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I hear that. I like things getting a little... I guess for me, more serious now. I, let me think about that. Because like the Rome of the Jungle, I have a great time. La, la, that's one of the shows. Show. Beast of the East that I was just uh, uh, recently at. Great time. Oh, um, cool. Shows in North Carolina with uh, One Big Dog Show franchise. Uh, Buchella in Delaware. That's Oh, that's a great one. That's Get a chance to go to that one. A lot of great food. A lot of great dogs. Buchella, that's going to be uh, in Delaware. Next door to the to the casinos. Oh, okay. That, oh, that sounds fun. Delaware. So that's that's another good one. That sounds awesome. So, so do you, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, basically, what I was going to say is this. Um, yeah, it's, it's still great times out there at the show. Uh, whether it's from the beginning to now, I, I still say uh, dogs looking great and yeah. look like things are progressively forward, moving forward with the American Bully. Now, people listening might think, like, this is all you do, but you you do a lot of other stuff you have right and what are some of the things you like to do aside from dogs in addition to like your career well actually my career i'm a career mortician uh yeah licensed bomber in three states uh dc maryland virginia uh crematory license also as well so wow yeah specialized in um restorative art from gunshots car accidents so i do that also oh wow yeah, I've been doing that so uh, oh man, 30, 32 years now. Okay, first of all, I thought you were like 32, so I'm thinking, okay, wait a second, nah, this toddler I'm going 50, around. 52-year-old grandfather. Oh my gosh, you look amazing. 
That's Pre-game. incredible. What drew you to this field? Uh, the um, the, the mortuary, mortuary yeah. science. Yeah. Uh, third generation in Bomber. My father was a mortician also as well. Oh, so did, so you grew up around it? I grew. Yes. This the crazy part about it. He passed away when I was young. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, when I was about uh, nine years old, but mm. I still had uh, the passion and the love in the field. So I've I've been doing it ever since. Wow. And it sounds like you got a lot going on, but do you have hot, do you have time for other hobbies? Is, are there other things you like to do as well? well? Let me see. Not only do I do that full time, <laughs> then I also cover sports. Uh, oh, nice. I have um, my brand on the ropes boxing. Uh, they cover, I happen to cover one of the biggest uh, boxers in the sport of boxing, Javante Tank Davis out of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, a lot of the up and coming young fighters from uh, Mayweather Promotions. I also cover football with uh, In the Trenches football for for my school, Dunbar. <laughs> we go on right. into the Turkey Bowl on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do a lot. Do a lot. That is awesome. Uh, done no. comic books. Uh, oh, really? I mean, not coloring books, coloring books. I saw that with yeah. the, what was it, Trapzilla? Trapzilla. I have yeah. uh, other different, oh, Rumble in the Jungle franchise, coloring books. I have like I love that. three of those. Yeah. Wow. You know. I got to get one because that is something I know that this, I think it was like a craze, like five years ago, there, the, the whole thing about coloring books for adults. And that's a really good way to like calm your mind and be present. It's like if meditation isn't for you or, you know, other things like that, I'm telling you when you're coloring, it's like, it turns off your mind and it's super good for you. So I'm an, I'm a big health person. So I'm going to try, I'm going to get yours. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, I have some special uh, Black Friday, so be on the lookout for okay. it. Black Friday, Rick, I'm, I'm dropping all the prices, so be on the lookout Black Friday. All right. Now, for people listening who are like, oh, my God, I want to do photography. I want to do videography. I want to be part of the shows. Like, I'm assuming that was about building relationships and showing up, or if you can give us any advice, younger people yes. or older people uh, out there, well, you know? Like, like I tell people, when I first started, uh, it was for the love of it. Yeah. <laughs> we did not make no money then. <laughs> go out go out to shows. I used to just always ask people about their dogs and shoot pictures. It yeah. wasn't until I didn't make money in this until three years ago. Wow. So you really yeah. do it for the love. Yeah, I've been doing it for the love for years. So like so to get paid now, it's like real, real gratifying that. Uh, I bet. Yeah, because back then, you know, you, you know, pretty much you, you, you do it for a couple of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, give me a beer. Give me a give, give, man, give me some of the Hennessy. Or, <laughs> or exactly. Give me 20 bucks or That's what it was back then. Yeah. It, was, it was just pure fun. That was just fun. But then I we saw that. how money was being made throughout the years, and that's how things started to progress. Like, okay, I need to start paying videographers. I need to pay right. videographers. Because the money started getting bigger when you started uh, uh, started ticking in your shows. So, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's how things really uh, progressed like that. Really, honestly, how, yeah. how the money situation changed, I got to thank June Williams on that move. Mm. Because when he... um jump that price from normally like people was if they was getting high maybe like three four hundred dollars maybe six at the most i'll say Mm. when june came along and really changed the the landscape of the pricing of what people should get paid that was that was a great thing because when he when he hit that 1500 mark i was oh wow somebody really paid it and and now i think he's up to three thousand oh bring him out to a show 
Okay. Oh. Jeez. Well, you know, it's interesting because I started in community radio. And, well, actually, that's not true. I started in community TV. I did that for two years. Then I was able to, you know, take my videotapes with the crappy plants and the curtain to an actual TV station. And they could still see that there was talent. There was something there. Then I got into community radio, did that for a few years. Then I was able to get a show on like 10 different stations. And people would say, I can't believe you work for free. I'm like, do you not see what I'm doing? Like you have to build up and get experience sometimes. So I, I really admire it. And I loved it. I did it for the love. And it paid off. I, you know? I, I, I would say I've done that in every field up, even in even in even, even in the funeral business, I volunteered starting out. Oh, see, that's awesome. Just, just to get the experience. Yeah. You Great must father. be a great a lot of them, a lot mm -hmm. of the funeral homes knew me because of my father. They still oh. put me through the, through the test. <laughs> But no, I really appreciate that though, because it made me work harder that it wasn't given to me. Yeah. And, and I would say I'm probably one of the best, uh, the best in our area when it comes to restorative art. So, yeah. Now, do you, so you have a knack for art in the first place? No, no I mean, drawing, really? no, no, no. Just oh, okay. Uh, putting people back together. Wow. What's that? Just like, do you ever, are you with somebody and you're doing this and do you ever think about like, I wonder what their life was like, or I want, you know, I'm just curious, it's totally off the subject, but I'm just mm. really fascinated. This, this field is something because, um, I've been bombed my own mother, um, oh, my wow. brother who passed away from oh. a car accident. I'm so sorry. Aunt from cancer. Yeah. So I've, I've done family members, friends, so I have a different perspective on life when it, when when it comes to that, I think the hardest, my mother wasn't the hardest. My, my brother was the hardest. Cause that was, mm. that was real unexpected. Oh, I Not bet. saying my mother wasn't unexpected, but my brother, man, that hurt. That hurt. I'm so sorry. What, what is your view of life? I'd be curious. Cause you just mentioned live, that you have this. Live life to the fullest. Don't waste your time. Don't, don't sit around wallowing negativity. That's my thing. I, that's why you see me smiling all the time. I've seen I know so much, you're amazing. I've seen so much death in my life and and depression that I'm like, shit. I'm gonna live life to the fullest. Yeah, around I think the time when my mother died. Yeah. Uh, four years ago, that was really. I, I would say she died of what they call COVID before they actually called it COVID because in oh. February, in February they started announcing that in that following year, because she passed in November. That following year they started talking about the COVID stuff and that, and I started going back thinking about her symptoms. I was like, Oh yeah, that was probably COVID. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I'm really crazy sorry. Part, the crazy part during that time was, um, when she passed, my granddaughter was born at the same time. So it was like a oh. lot of mixed emotions. Yeah, that is, that is really hard. I, my mom just had her 28 year death anniversary and, um, it's still hard, you know, it's, and then, so my mom died. And then six months later, my beloved grandpa died. And when you have like two, the most, two most, most important people in your life gone in a six month, you know, less than a year, it's, it's really, it's hard and grief is hard, but I think just dealing with it and feeling it and going through it is absolutely the best way. How do you deal with like the people who you see every day who are crying and grieving and that must be heavy. I, I, I see, I'm not on that side. Oh, dealing that's with the right. Families. Okay. I, oh, I, okay. I deal with with their with loved the, ones. I uh, see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I used to be on that side. I didn't like that side. That side seems really like I would just take it all in and take it home and be like, ugh. Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah. You definitely can. Well, you're doing something so nice because 
when people get to see, especially, you know, with open caskets and stuff and they see their loved one looking so incredible, I bet that means so much. Yeah, that's real. That's real satisfying and gratifying. That's why I would never leave this field. I, shit, I'll be doing this till I die. Oh, well, you're amazing. Was there anything we didn't touch on today, Zeb, that we, you were hoping we would talk about? Because it's been such a great conversation. I could talk to you forever. No, I, I really enjoyed this interview. Uh, I want to give a, a huge shout out to uh, the Bob Bully Girl magazine. Mm -hmm. Been doing this thing, doing this thing for years. I was in the magazine many, many years ago. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to give them a huge shout out, man. Uh, good people. Oh yeah, I lo love Lavar. And uh, how do we find you on social media? Tell us all the ways we can keep on up with you. Social media. All the, start out first with the Zeb Brooks Multimedia. You can find that on YouTube. You'll find all my videos, dog videos, sports videos. Uh, life videos, you name it there. <laughs> also the same as well on Instagram, Zeb Brooks Multimedia. Pretty much everything is under Zeb Brooks Multimedia. On Instagram, YouTube, everything. But then I have individual pages for the different brands like the Bully Talk Zeb Pitch, the mm -hmm. In the Trenches Football, and On the Ropes Boxing. All right. Well, this has been a thrill because I've been watching you and I love your stuff and I'm so happy that you came on. Now, everybody, make sure to subscribe to Bully Girl Magazine and download the Bully Girl mobile app available in the Apple and Google Play stores. Also, be sure to follow at Bully Girl Mag. And you can follow me if you want to see pictures of my beautiful Pitbull Blue and my lab Benji. Poor Benji. He's like, eh, my lab Benji. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just go to Lisa. No, he's loved. Just go to lisadavismph.com. Keep coming back. Right? You subscribe and tell all your friends and family about how much you love Bully Girl Magazine and Bully Girl Magazine podcast. Thanks so much. I truly appreciate it, man. I got to say, I truly enjoyed this interview. One of my best. Oh, my God.